two people claim to know everything about something, but only one knows anything. President Roosevelt wore an anti-gravity belt. Dinosaurs had two brains. Lucky kids live on Mars and go to school in flying cars. Or at least they will one day. Believe me, I'm a historian. An astronaut or drive a DeLorean. Would I lie? It's hard to say. The Big Fifth. Can you spot the lie? The Big Fifth. Some pigs can fly. The Big Fifth. But if you ask me why, can you trust the answer? This is the Big Fib. And now, here's your host. They call her Lil Peanut, <laughs> Deborah Goldstein. Welcome to the Big Fib, the game show where kids choose between the leguminous and savory protein of truth and the rancid aflatoxin of allergic lies. I'm your host, Deborah Goldstein, and in the studio today is our sound effects robot, Lisa, whose name stands for Live in Studio Audience. Is that your phone, Lisa? Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. I uh, didn't set it to silent because I'm expecting an important call. Uh, Hold on. Let me just get this. Uh, Hello? Yes, this is he. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Exactly. Will do. Okay, you know it. Mm, Okay. Bye-bye. What was that about? Oh, that was just my buddy Randall. I asked him to call and remind me to play the listener question. Oh, okay. So then I'm guessing you have a listener question? Hold on. Let me get... Randall? Yeah, do I have a listener question? Okay. All right. Thanks. Okay. Bye-bye. Yeah, I have one. Here it is. Hi, Lisa. My name is Theo, and I was wondering, do robots have a nervous system? If they don't, is it just wires or something else? Bye. Uh, hey, Theo, robots are not nervous about anything. I realize that might be difficult for you to comprehend because humans are nervous about so many things, like speaking in front of crowds of people or walking on top of skyscrapers or when you've got spinach stuck between your teeth without realizing it. But (laughs) I don't get nervous about anything, baby. Uh, Unless you include uh, riding a horse or or walking in a pumpkin patch. Oh, my gosh. Oh, gosh, or stepping in a puddle. Okay, but Theo wants to know if you have a nervous system, a complex system found in animals and people, including the brain, spinal cord nerves, and neurons. It coordinates actions and sensory information by transmitting signals to and from parts of the body, not if you have a nervous system. Mm, Yeah, yeah, I don't need all that. Okay, so you've got wires attached to your central processing unit that serve similar functions, right? Mm, Yeah, sure, sure. Okay, so it's kind of like you have a mechanical version of a nervous system. (laughs) Maybe, but far superior, Deborah. Of course. And can your far superior mechanical nervous system please send a message to your mouth to verbalize how our game works? Hold on, let me just check. Hey, Randall, uh, they want me to say how the game works. Okay, (laughs) yeah, I can do it. I can do it. (laughs) Okay, great. Every week, we bring on two grown-ups. One is an expert. The other is a liar. And it's the job of a human child to help us figure out who is who. That's right. We're run on child labor. What are we lying about today, Deborah? We are lying about peanuts, edible seeds that come from underground pods of a plant. And we're going to learn all about peanuts along with our contestant today. Who might that be, Lisa? Our human child contestant is an eight-year-old who loves to write poetry and who is also an excellent whistler 
Annabelle Farrell Colby. Hi, Annabelle. Hi. How are you? Good. Okay, I know this might be a lot to ask, but might you have a little bit of poetry for us that you could share? Yes, I have a poem called I Can't Stop the Car. I Can't Stop the Car. Okay, go ahead. It goes, I can't stop the car, it's going too fast. I can't stop the car, will my life last? I can't stop the car, just press the brake. Uh, oh, mate, it's too late. Oh, no. Whoa. <laughs> no. Dramatic. The drama. Oh, my gosh. That's an excellent poem, though. I really felt that. I felt the emotion behind your words. Fantastic. And we're going to learn even more facts about you, but we're playing our game, Two Truths and a Lie. Annabelle is going to share with us two truths and one lie. But we will not know which one is which, and we'll have to use critical thinking and maybe a little guesswork to try to figure out which is fact and which is fiction. Annabelle, in no particular order, tell us your two truths and one lie. I have a dozen cousins. I am allergic to cats. I have driven a golf cart. You have driven a golf cart. Oh, I hope she has a dozen cousins because that rhymes. And she loves rhyming, right? She loves poetry. So that's my hope. But what do you think, Lisa? Okay. I see what's going on here. So, yeah, a dozen cousins. She's trying to confuse me with rhymes, and it's working, okay? (laughs) Now, uh, here's the thing. She says she's allergic to cats, and she also says she's driven a golf cart. Well, everyone knows that the real driver of golf carts are cats. So... If she was allergic to cats, she could not be in a golf cart. Uh So therefore, she must not be allergic to cats. I rest my case. Good night. (laughs) Send me some orange juice, please. Okay. And about which one of those things is actually a lie? Lisa is correct. I told you. How did you do that? Wait a minute. So you are not allergic to cats, but... That means that you do have a dozen cousins, correct? Yes. And you also have driven a golf cart. Somebody let you do that? Well, yes. So um, they said I was really too crazy. They said I was really <laughs> bad. I was really crazy with it. I kept hitting rocks and oh, I was almost no. sick when I did that. Oh, yes. So now that you're older, you might be able to drive better. Did you happen to write a poem about it that you just read? <laughs> that had to do with a car, not a golf cart. You're right. Sorry. Yeah, but there's a lot of driving here. Excellent facts. Well, thank you so much. I think we're definitely ready to play this game. You're definitely ready, I think, to talk about peanuts. Annabelle, do you like peanuts? Have you ever eaten peanuts? Yes. In Cape Cod, we usually eat peanuts as a snack. Like sometimes they're like outside of the deck. Very nice. A healthy snack. I love it. So perhaps that will give you some confidence when you're looking for the lies that have to do with peanuts. Okay. I think it's time now to welcome our experts. Lisa, can we get some music to welcome our peanut experts? Sure. Ha, 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 ha. It's peanut time, it's peanut time. Come on in, it's peanut time. Throw the peanut shells on the ground and then try to explain what that weird skin is on the peanuts. (laughs) I don't like that part. Come on. Okay. Our first expert is Peggy Aldwinkle. Peggy, please introduce yourself to Annabelle. Hi, Annabelle. I'm Peggy Aldwinkle. I'm the Director of Communications at SustainablePeanuts.org. Thank you very much, Peggy. Let's meet our second expert, West Drake. West, please introduce yourself to Annabelle. Hi, Annabelle. I'm West Drake, and I am a peanut farmer. Okay. Drop it like it's hot. Did you pick up some new underground beats, Lisa? 
These beats are completely above ground, so buckle up because it's hot seat time. Yes, it's hot seat time. That's when we put our experts on the hot seat while they answer Annabelle's questions. Lisa, whom should we put on the hot seat first? Peggy Aldwinkle. Do you want to know why? Yes, I do. I just wanted to get a chance to say Aldwinkle. Okay, fair enough. It's a great name. It's real fun. I recommend everyone at home, whatever you're doing, wherever you are, just take a moment out of your day to say Aldwinkle. Okay, Aldwinkle. It's really fun. It is. It is fun to say. Thank you, Lisa. Okay, Annabelle, what is your first question for Peggy? Tell me a weird fact about peanuts. Okay, uh, peanut oil is sometimes prescribed to treat leprosy. Ooh. I know. It's also used for more common ailments like eczema and heart disease. Oh, my. I didn't know it was so medicinal. Very good. This one's for both of you. What inspired to be yourself? Well, Annabelle, I grew up on a family farm. And what inspired me to be a farmer was watching my family grow peanuts as a child, just like yourself. And as I grew up, I developed a passion for growing peanuts as well as other crops. But we really enjoy growing peanuts because they had always been on my farm for as long as even my grandfather could remember. And it carries a real strong tradition where I live. Very nice. Okay, Peggy, over to you. Okay. Well, I suppose it's that I was very fortunate to have an amazing guy, Bob Clarkson, as a mentor early in my career. He did extensive research on peanuts, specifically sustainable practices. And what does that mean when you say sustainable practices? Well, the ways that the peanut gives back to the environment, reasons why it's an ideal crop to rotate, um, It leaves lots of nutrients in the soil and other things. (laughs) I could go on and on. (laughs) Very good. Well, I'm sure you'll get to it. And that's great. Thank you very much. Okay, back to you, Annabelle. This one's also for both of you. What is the craziest thing that's ever happened at your job? Not a lot of crazy at work, I have to say. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) We had a glass coffee pot burst once. That was it. Yeah. Not so crazy. That's fair. Yeah. Maybe crazy (laughs) things don't happen. How about you, Wes? Does anything crazy happen in your line of work? The craziest thing that happens at the farm happens every fall, and it's called harvest season. And it's very fast-paced. There's a lot of moving parts, and it has to be done very, very quickly. When the peanuts get ready for harvest, we have to go through several processes to get them from the field into the trailers where we take them to market, and it has to be done really, really fast. And that that's crazy, and it happens every single year here. How come it has to happen so fast? Well, during part of the harvest process, the peanut plants are turned upside down, which allows them to dry in the sun, but they can't stay there for too long because the plants that the pods are attached to will constantly degrade over time, and it makes them fall off the plant to where we actually cannot harvest them with our mechanical equipment. So it has to be done in a timely manner. Also, plants don't like to hang upside down for too long, Deborah. (laughs) That's fair. Right. They get dizzy. Go ahead, Annabelle. This one's for Wes. What do you think is the grossest type of peanut? Um, I'm going to answer this, and this is something that I've actually never tried, but I've heard mixed results. But there's a way of cooking peanuts called bold peanuts, Mm. where they are actually harvested a little bit immature And then they actually boil them in salt water and then people eat them. And I shouldn't answer this without trying them for myself, but it just kind of sounds gross. It kind of freaks me Mm. out a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. All right, Annabelle, back to you. This one's for Peggy. What do you love most about peanuts? 
Oh, well, I love that it's a nitrogen-fixing plant. So it takes nitrogen from the air and turns it into food, which makes it a very resilient plant. That's way easier than just walking around trying to get nitrogen out of the air. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey, nitrogen, get back here! <laughs> so it can feed itself, which is pretty amazing. Wow, okay. Yeah. Wes, can you also answer it? What do you love the most about peanuts? Hmm. It's kind of along the same thing. It's a very versatile crop, and it can be used for many, many different things. And the thing that I think is really, really neat about it is besides what Peggy said about it fixing its own fertilizer, the entire plant is used during its lifespan. So even after we harvest the pods off of it in the fall, the remaining vines or plant structure is often, not always, but oftentimes bailed up for cattle feed or other purposes. And I feel like that that's a crop that really gives back and we get a lot from it. Yeah. And then you can make hats out of it too, out of the vines, right? Yeah. You can make hats out of anything, Deborah. <laughs> okay. Very good. I love those questions, Annabelle. And I also love those answers, but hopefully you got some clues, right, Annabelle, about who might be fibbing. If you love The Big Fib, then check out Story Pillar, a podcast for kids and their grown-ups. Join Sneak, Bean, Sparky, and Meg as they tackle sticky social situations, explore stories from all over the world, and pick up great advice from listeners like you. They also save plenty of time for laughing and being silly. So if you've got feelings, love stories, and are open for a fart joke or a 10, Story Pillar is definitely worth a listen. Check it out at www.storypillar.com or wherever you love listening to podcasts. The Big Fib is brought to you by Pretty Litter Cat Litter. When my cat Arlo is healthy, he's happy. And that makes me happy. But since I'm not a mind reader, I don't always know when he is unwell. Helping me keep tabs on my cat's health is just one of the reasons I use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra-absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell. Like, not to brag, but when people come over, they might not know that I have a cat unless Arlo, who's huge, is in the room. Because the cat smell is not there. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can, which is really great because I'm lazy. And here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in my cat, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. Cats are, like, really sneaky, and you often don't know how they're feeling, and the worst part of that is sometimes you don't know when they're sick. So knowing when my cat is sick based on the litter changing color is a game changer. And Pretty Litter ships free right to my door in a small, lightweight bag. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash bigfib and use code bigfib to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash bigfib, code bigfib, to save 20%. prettylitter.com slash bigfib, code bigfib. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The Big Fib! Okay, it's time for the Shorts on Fire round when our experts have to answer as many questions as they can before time runs out. Lisa will set a timer for the first expert, and then Annabelle will ask questions until Lisa's timer sounds. Then Lisa resets the timer for our next expert to do the same. 
Experts, think carefully and answer quickly, or else you'll be the runner-up instead of the winner of our game. Annabelle, let's start with Peggy. You can ask your shorts on fire questions now. He was known as the grandfather of peanuts because he discovered new ways to use and form peanuts. George Washington Carver. Think two different types of peanuts. Runner and Valencia. What is the name of the nub between two peanut halves? Ovule. Which astronaut brought peanuts into the moon? Buzz Aldrin. About how many peanuts does it take to make a 12-ounce jar of peanut butter? I would say 1,200. One peanut. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's a big peanut. According to the 1970s commercial for peanut, pan, peanut butter, if you believe in peanut butter, what should you do? Do a little dance? <laughs> How many pounds of peanut butter do cookie bakers use every week to make Girl Scouts do-si-dos and tagalongs? No idea. Pass. There were two peanut farmers who became the president of the United States. Name one of them. Jimmy Carter. What kind of peanut is round and eats in candies? Spanish. And that is time. M&M's is the answer. <laughs> Give me M&M's, please. Thank you. I do like peanut M&M's. Okay, very good. Lisa, can you please reset the timer for us? Okay, God. Okay. Please chew before you swallow. All right, Annabelle, you're going to ask West your shorts on fire questions now. How many gallons of water do you need to produce one ounce of peanuts? About 3.2 gallons. Mr. Peanut is the mascot for which snack food company? Planners Peanuts. By law, for a product to call itself peanut butter, how much must be made of peanuts? I'm not sure. Where does the word goober come from? It comes from the African word nagumba. Fact or fib, you can turn peanuts into diamonds. That is a fact. Where in the United States are you more likely to eat boiled peanuts? In the southeast. How many pizzas of peanut have ever been drawn? I do not know the answer to that one. There are six cities in the United States named Peanut. Name two states where you can find them. I do not know the answer to that one either. How many peanut butter and jelly sandwiches can make for one acre of peanuts? I don't know that right off. What do you prefer, smooth or crunchy? I prefer smooth. And that is time. That's wrong. Crunchy is the only right answer. Sorry. <laughs> Very good. Annabelle, you read them very well, and I hope you learned a thing or two about our experts. Okay, it's decision time. After identifying the kernels of truth, Annabelle will be able to come to a conclusion. Annabelle, who is our big peanuts fibber? West Drake. <gasps> Why do you think West is our peanut fibber? Well, some of the things he said sound suspicious. Also, I think he might have put on a little accent there. You don't think that's how he really sounds? Interesting. I like it. All right. Will the actual peanut expert please say, I am the peanut expert? I am the peanut <gasps> expert. Whoa. No, is that really true? Oh, Wes Drake is a peanut farmer and serves on the National Peanut Board as the alternate board member for the state of Virginia. He comes from generations of farming and uses all his knowledge to educate consumers about how peanuts grow, how they're processed, and how they're developed into various peanut products. And 
how they can use best farming practices. West, is that really how you sound? Is that? <laughs> this is really my accent. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I think it's charming. I think that's great. He is. So was there something in particular that sounded suspicious to you, Annabelle? Peanut farmer just sounded, I just thought that someone would say that they were a peanut farmer, like, a lot of people do. There are a lot of people out there pretending to be peanut farmers. True, and yeah. we got to be on the lookout for it. Got to check their credentials. <laughs> All right, well, let's do some fact-checking for Annabelle and for the rest of us, too. Okay, Wes, it's time to roast Peggy for the lies she told. Which lies did you hear? Well, I can't remember anything specifically right right off the top of my head, um, but there were a couple things in there that made me shake my head when she was saying them. <laughs> All right, well, then let's ask Peggy about it. Peggy, how have you been deceitful? <laughs> Uh, well, the little nub between the two kernels is an embryo, not an ovule. Oh. And peanut oil is not prescribed for leprosy. Oh, okay. Oh, now you tell me. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> you already started your course. <laughs> the 1200 for the jar of peanut butter, I just made that up. I, I it's didn't. one. I told you it's one. No, it's not one. It's something in between, more like 540 to make a 12-ounce jar of peanut butter. And let's see what else we can discuss here. The astronaut who brought a peanut with him to the moon was actually Alan Shepard. Also, um, you just didn't know, but according to the commercial for Peter Pan peanut butter, if you believe in peanut butter, you should clap your hands for Peter Pan. It takes about 230,000 pounds of peanut butter to bake Girl Scouts, do dos and Tagalongs every week. Oh my gosh. And the kind of peanut that's round and used in candies is the runner peanut. The furthest a peanut has ever been thrown, 124.4 feet. As of today. And the cities with peanut in the name, California and Tennessee and West Virginia, there's also an upper peanut and lower peanut, Pennsylvania. I don't know why. Wow, lots of lies there, Peggy. Not very nice, but that's the name (laughs) of the game. All right, well... We've reached the end of our podcast episode about peanuts. Thanks to our contestant, Annabelle, who was stately and gubernatorial in her fact-finding. Thank you to our expert and liar, West and Peggy. And thank you to Lisa for sounds as smooth as peanut butter. And of course, many thanks to our listeners tuning into The Big Fib, where we carve around lies and go nuts for the truth. The Big Fib is a production of Gen Z Media. For more great shows, visit gzmshows.com. While you're there, you can find out how you can become a contestant on The Big Fib, or you can send questions for me to answer on The Big Show. And you follow us on social media at The Big Fib Podcast for behind-the-scenes photos and more true facts. And let me tell you something. If you're one of those people who likes creamy peanut butter, no judgment. Just what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to send me all the crunchy peanut butter, okay? (laughs) Thank you very much. I'll see you at the reunion. Bye. Talking about money can be so hard, especially when the person you're talking to is still learning how to do long division. That's why Million Bazillion, a Webby-winning podcast from Marketplace, is here to help. I'm Bridget, and with my fellow co-host Ryan, we help teach your little ones about complex topics like bankruptcy, climate change, and why there's so much gold at Fort Knox, and so much more. Listen to Million Bazillion wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, parents and teachers, have you heard about gzmclassroom.com? 
It's a website where teachers can get companion resources for everyone's favorite GZM shows. Six Minutes, Mars Patel, Podcast Title Pending, Seis Minutos, The Res, Becoming Mother Nature, Iowa Chapman and the Last Dog, Treasure Island 2020, The Hollow, Young Ben Franklin, and The Big Fib all have companion resources for additional critical thinking, listening comprehension, and ultimately creativity. We made them just for you. And oh yeah, they're free. Free! The people on Facebook didn't believe us, but they are F-R-E-E free. Head to gzmclassroom.com and get yours today.